0: The Be Here Now Network invites you to join Jack Kornfield, Tara Brock, and some of today's leading mindfulness meditation instructors for a two-year mindfulness meditation teacher certification program. Get the training you need to guide others in their journey with a powerful online training course and in-person teaching events. To learn more, visit BeHereNowNetwork.com GetCertified. everyone welcome back to ramdas here and now this is Raghu marcus with another episode uh before we get into the episode i just want to say i just came back from taos new mexico where we had this fantastic celebration of the inauguration of a brand new beautiful and i mean beautiful you got to go there to see it a temple for hanuman and uh, this is the Hanuman that Ramdas brought back in the late 70s, and it's been in a cow shed ever since. And it took all this time to create the kind of uh, temple uh, that um, would be appropriate for a being such as Hanuman. So it happened. And on top of it all, Ramdas made it there. He hasn't been out of Maui in almost 15 years, he hasn't traveled to the mainland. And he did, even with all the health issues and being in a wheelchair all these years. No one has will, the kind of will that Ram Dass has. And he made it there. And then he made it back, and he's okay. So it was uh, he participated in all of the ceremonies. He, he was mobbed by everybody because people were so anxious to see him because he hadn't been on the mainland in so long. And being in this particular place at this particular time was quite a fantastic uh, a c- confluence of events. And we did a little filming of it, so we're going to share that as well with people. So I just wanted to, it was such a fantastic experience. I had to share that. Um, okay, 1440, a couple of great re- uh, workshop retreats. One's called Dynamic Freedom and Embodied Compassion with Scott Schwenke. It's up in August 4th. And, uh, so, uh, what caught me, caught me eye. He talks about waking up, growing up, cleaning up and showing up. And, um, yeah, you put your foot on the path, you're waking up. Then you got to grow up a little bit and start to realize that it's not about me, me, me all the time. And how do you do that? You start cleaning up, you do practices. And then once you get your... Uh, let's say, your true self homogenized a little bit more, then it's showing up, which means absolutely enacting that compassionate love that's inside every one of us. So that looks like a good uh, workshop. Everybody should take a look at 1440 Just go there and look up uh, Scott Schwenke. And the other one is Power of Pleasure, which... Uh, that caught my... It's with Tanit, Apelet, and Kai Wu. It's in mid-September. That caught my eye because uh, the way in which these two women approach sexuality and sensuality and intimacy, which I feel, which I feel. Forget that. It's obvious we are... That's a shortcoming of ours in the West, okay? Intimacy particularly, and openness, and, you know, we have a lot of fear around that, and if we could cut through some of that, we would be better wives, better husbands, better, uh, just better in relationship that includes that kind of intimacy, so this is a great opportunity with uh, these two gals to, to really uh, open up in a, in a way that uh, would be of benefit big time. Go to 1440.org and, uh, you'll find, uh, more information about the, both of these, uh, workshops. Okay. What else do we got going on? Of course, we got our Becoming Nobody Moody, Moody, Moody. It's not Moody. Our Becoming Nobody movie, which is a full length doc on, uh, the Arc of Ram Dass's Life and Teachings, that's going to debut in early September across the country in theaters. Go to becomingnobody.com, sign up there, and uh, you'll uh, be kept aware of what theaters it may be playing in, in your area. Okay, so do that. Also, uh, East Forest, this fantastic musician, artist, uh, did this wonderful record with ramdas he's been releasing a few songs every quarter and the full length album's coming out august 9th i believe go to ramdas.org and certainly get on the mailing list so you can get information about this there there's just some uh, really deep um, transforming music that he created around ramdas's words and concepts okay so that's going on um okay this talk it's not a talk this talk has, although he does bring up the devotional path of love of God and centered around Krishna as one of the many forms of uh, of yoga that uh, are available to us and in, in this particular one it's uh, love lover to beloved okay this particular form Sham plays the Sham is the uh, The picture you see of the flute-playing blue god, Sham. It's actually, although my name is Raghu, Maharaji gave me another name, which was Sundar Shamdas. Only now am I coming to realize the validity of that name, which went to my son, Uh, just how much I am um, so in tune with Maha Mantra and Krishna And more and more I come to believe chanting that mantra as a central practice is essential for me and easy. And, oh, I got to play you this, uh, a couple of minutes of this chant from a a man named Madhava Prabhu. And this particular yearning melody just has been a rudder for me as I've been going through a lot of transitional stuff lately. Uh, And I would really want to share that with you. It's called crying in the morning to Radha Krishna. Okay, here it is. Just listen to a couple of minutes. So really, huh? This is, I mean, so deeply connective. I mean, it is for me. I can't imagine anybody else would agree. But we're going to try and find a link to that so you can, uh, I think there's a YouTube link and we'll put that up so you can have, it's like over an hour. That's what, you know, I put this thing on and I'm just like happy to be centered again, you know? Um. Sham plays the flute and all are called to God and everything falls away, which is exactly why I've been listening to this particular chant and doing it. I've learned it and I do it with people. Um, so the other thing that he mentions and, and as he starts to go into this uh, guided meditation with Jai playing fantastic uh, sarod, uh, ektar, uh, dotar behind it, he talks about this one book called Heart of a Gopi. And the author is a woman named Rehana, who is a mystic in Delhi that he met and a few of us met. And uh, it's a story of this woman, Shamala, and her husband, Nat. And she says, my ears are perpetually haunted by his voice, Sham, Krishna, and all of Vrindavan has become but a mirror of his matchless beauty. Beauty so perfect that it cannot even be dreamed of by mere mortals. Of course, her husband not says, hey, uh, what about me? What about me? (laughs) That's the thing we all say. What about me? And she describes the qualities of Krishna that reside in her husband. And um, of course, that's the difficulty. To who are you going to believe? You're going to believe in the little me, me, I, I, or are you going to believe in the true self that has all those qualities? So it's a great, and that's how he, uh, Ram Das um, starts to go into this guided meditation. And one of the other things that he does in this guided meditation, he brings up a seeker who is seeking an enlightened master and goes to India and many, many months and months of searching, finally finds the enlightened master. And off he goes to the cave with his fruits and flowers and is welcomed as he makes his offering. And that seeker then becomes he who is beyond seeking and he becomes wisdom, compassion, and love. And, and Ram Ramdas turns this all around and talks about we have to, and and you know, for me, we're not talking about anybody getting enlightened here. That's a whole other talk of becoming nobody. Only Maharaji did I ever know became nobody. I mean there and I've met some other people, Nanda Ma, uh, Karmapa sixteenth, you know, these are become these are nobodies. In other words, they there's no subject object and they are not uh, relating in in a polarized fashion. They are completely beyond. They are in the one, there's only a we. Anyhow, when we get to the point where we can experience that possibility and we start moving in a direction of opening ourselves up through practice, through compassionate action, Then, as he says, we have to accept our responsibility to share with others who are searching, right? Who are searching or who are in pain, who are suffering. We can do nothing but that. And that doesn't take you to be completely an enlightened being. It does take some awareness. It does take some um, awakening, right? And within that awakening, we can do nothing but share. And look at Ram Dass. Look at all these years. And look at him when he first came back from India in 1968, the end of 67. Maharaji said to him before he left, do not tell anyone about me. Okay, reverse publicity. And, And Ram Dass could do nothing but that. And as a result, a few hundred of us, a few hundred of us, made it over to India to meet him. Uh, so that kind of compulsion to share is what I would call it. He had no. Ch- I've talked to him about it. I said, "What what was in your head when he told you not to say anything, and all you could do was talk about him?" And he said, "Well, I had a jewel. It's like I came back with this jewel. What was I going to do? Put it in my drawer?" put it in my closet, hide it. Not possible. So here we are today. Um, be here now, right? Um. Yeah. This path of love, the path of Krishna and, and Shama, I mean, it has been, I don't want to get into any judgmental thing here around uh, the Hare Krishna movement, ISKCON movement, because there's so many good things about it. But of course, saying anything is the only way is is always a problem, Uh, even though I strongly believe that chanting the name is the simplest of ways. But uh, of course, there are many paths and... And in our own case with uh, what Maharaji has represented, I was just telling someone the other day uh, at, at Taos when we were sitting around doing telling stories and stuff, that Maharaji, without telling us to do anything, because he never told us to do, any, to do anything, except stuff like uh, love women like you love your mother and sister. Right, he very very direct um, things he did say to us, but he never said anything about meditation, for instance, except how did all of us, not all of us, okay, ninety percent of the people that were there went and did of the Pascheno meditation course, and that became a foundational practice for many of us. How did that happen? Uh how did it happen that many of us have taken uh, Buddhist teachings? So this intermingling, and, and we have this going on in Maui at all of our retreats, the intermingling of Buddhism and bhakti. And uh, so that happens to be our path. And... Uh, so this this talk this guided meditation meditation around love and Krishna is is really spectacular especially with that movie. So I leave you with this and this is Ramdas here and now on the Be Here Now network. Go to beherenownetwork.com and find my other podcast that I do called Mind Rolling some great people that I talk to and find Joseph Goldstein and and uh Sharon Salzberg and Krishna Das and Jack Kornfield and so on. Okay, it's a great channel. Omid Safi, who's a great, great Sufi teacher. Uh We'll see you next week. Bye-bye or Hare Krishna.
1: There are many forms of yoga or union methods of coming to one. One of the methods that is so sweet, it is another method, just another method, is so sweet, is through the devotional path of the love of God in the form of Krishna, There are many faces of God, and each form has a different quality to it. In um, Tibetan Buddhism, there are many mandalas with different figures, and you work with different figures that bring out different qualities in yourself through relationship. Because the forms of relationship with God that will bring you home, bring you home, are the relation of mother to child, of friend to friend, of lover to beloved, of student to teacher, of servant to master, father to son, mother to son, and so on. And throughout the history of beings, there have been these avataric forms, these forms of perfection that come down out of grace or that come into this form out of grace, into this plane out of grace. Krishna was such a being. And it is said, uh, Krishna, the image of Krishna is of this, uh, there are many images of Krishna. There's one of Krishna in his later, early, um, as a young adult, in which he's the charioteer for Arjuna in the um, part of the Mahabharata that's called the Bhagavad Gita. And then there are earlier stories about Krishna, in which he is portrayed usually as a beautiful blue, blue-skinned, radiant boy, playing the flute. And when he plays the flute, which is the call of God, people that hear that call just are pulled towards God, and everything else starts to fall away in the world. And it is said that uh, these people who are so devoted to Krishna, Krishna was a cowherd herdsman, a cowherds boy, in Vrindavan, in India, in Bharat. And his devotees were called gopis, who were the milkmaids. And these milkmaids were totally devoted to Krishna. And they had families, but their love was with God. And there is actually a sect in India, which is a gopi sect, in which all of the sadhus, the men and the women, dress as gopis, as milkmaids and just love God in that form. And the issue comes up of the relation between divine love and worldly love. And there is a story called The Heart of a Gopi by a very beautiful a Sufi woman who I knew it in Delhi. She has since died. Her name was Rehana. In which this young girl, Sharmila, who is a Gopi, goes to the river with the other gopis and they wash their clothes and bathe, and then Krishna starts to play tricks with them all the time, and they all fall madly in love with Krishna. Sharmila has a husband, and the husband's name is Nath. Sharmila says to Nath, Now, Nath, mine ears are perpetually haunted by his voice. And all of Vrindaban has become but a mirror of his matchless beauty. Beauty so perfect that it cannot even be dreamed of by mortals. And my heart, ah, there is no longer even a heart in Sharmila's breast. There was a long, long silence. And then Nath said, and what about me, Sharmila? Sharmila rejoined instantly and with vigor, never, never, no, never have I loved thee as I do now. What? Ah, Nath, none may understand this, save lovers of Krishna alone. Well, I cannot understand it. It's true. And I'm afraid. Sharmila, I am afraid. And shuddering, he hid his face within his two hands. My Lord, said Sharmila, look deep into my eyes and listen well to each word I say. And if I speak but the shadow of a falsehood, may Krishna never appear to these eyes again. In the sight of tha- that Almighty God whom Thou worshipest, I say to Thee this. Did Sharmila not love Thee with a love as pure as that of sita Ram, two other forms of God, as fathomless as the ocean, as vast as eternity, never, never could she love Sri Krishna. And if she did not love Sri Krishna, never, no, never could she love Thee with the love Thou deservest. It is not Thy body that I love. It is Thy soul and all the goodness and sweetness and strength thereof. I love thee for thy virtue, for thy manhood, for thy intellect, thy skill, thy tenderness, thy simplicity, thy truth, thy steadfastness. And all this, yea, every single one of these qualities is Krishna. All is Krishna. All is Krishna. As Sharmila ended, her eyes fixed on knots. There sounded in the silence a long flute call, thrilling them to the very marrow of their bones, making the tears leap to their eyes, and their hair stand on end. And then little runs and trills, clear and bright as raindrops, leaping and frisking and clear, Clearer than words. All is Krishna. All is Krishna. Know ye mortals all is Krishna. 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 All is Krishna. Close your eyes. Be aware of your physical body. Or so. ways in which you judge bodies judge your own body as too much this or too little that bring it to mind notice it let it be just let it all be don't push don't pull just acknowledge it is hold no model of how it ought to be other than the way it is allow for the moment it to be what it is just be in your body very slow deep breaths let each breath bring you more and more into your body your awareness to your personality. All the ways in which you are sad, happy, expecting, content. Feel your way into who you think you are. How do you describe yourself? Competent, responsible, getting my act together. Desirable, lustful, compassionate, lazy, bored, half-dead, living truth, excited, touched, flowing heart. Feel your way into all of it in yourself. to this story a seeker a seeker has decided to find an enlightened being the seeker hears that there is such an enlightened being in a distant country a seeker through Various forms of transportation goes to this foreign country and asks about this enlightened being. The seeker is told, yes, there is such a being. The being now is up in the north. So the seeker goes north. By pony cart, by ox cart, on foot, by train, by bus and inquiring continually about such a being finds, yes, there is such a being. This being recently was here and a few weeks ago went to the east. Seeker goes to the east. Again told, now this being has gone to the north. And so day by day tracking down this being who has gone beyond, beyond. finally, the seeker gets close. The seeker can tell by the look on the faces of the people that are asked. These people show a light and a thrill that shows that all too recently they have been with this being. And finally, after many, many months of search, being once again asks and is told, ah, yes, the enlightened one resides on that hill, on yon hill in that cave. The seeker goes to the river and bathes, takes an offering of fruit and flowers, climbs the mountain, comes to the entrance of the cave and looks within. And there, seated by a fire, silently is a being that is radiating peace. A slight nod of the head welcomes the seeker. The seeker prostrates before this being, offers the fruit and flowers. The offerings are acknowledged, and the seeker is allowed to sit before the enlightened one. now experience yourself as that seeker and imagine before your eyes sitting before you is a being of absolute equanimity of radiance a being that is truth is wisdom that is compassion and as if you had a thirst that goes back for incarnations pull into yourself from this being drink deeply fill fill from this being that sits before you Even with your eyes closed, you can see the eyes of this Enlightened One, eyes that are deep pools of empty fullness. Let that which is coming from this being pour over you as a bomb, as a healing elixir. Drink deeply, demand more, fill more. Now, it is now a later lifetime You have finished your work. You have become free. You are the enlightened one. You sit in a cave. And the seeker comes to the door of the cave. seeker enters, prostrates before you, places fruit and flowers, sits down and thirstily looks into your being. At this moment, become who you truly are. Set aside all your models of who you thought you were, for there is a seeker demanding of you. your essence. Experience the quietness at the core of your being. Experience the non-clinging quality that allows everything to be here, but nothing to be held on to. Experience your heart as liquid flowing energy that is compassion. Experience your intellectual mind as quiet, and in that emptiness, feel the depth of your wisdom. that all you can offer the seeker who sits before you is your own being here are the words of a such a being swami ram tirtha as i say these few words feel your way into them these are words describing you I am without form. I am without limit. I am beyond space. I am beyond time. I am in everything. Everything is in me. Absolute knowledge, absolute bliss. Personality beyond thought, we are. And now, here, as souls gathered together in a moment of love and consciousness. Let us share the grace of the moment. Imagine that you have a... a breathing opening in the middle of your chest. But instead of air when you breathe in, you breathe through your nose and air goes in, but at the same moment into your chest goes soma, elixir, ambrosia the living waters the spirit draw that in from this space that we are sharing and on the outbreath send it with a thought form of love and peace to somebody who you know who is suffering Let each breath fill you with that gentle mist of spirit, and let every out-breath become a blessing. Surround the being you bring to mind as if surrounding them with a golden light, peace, love, presence. The being may be suffering physically, psychologically, spiritually, but with each new level of awareness we must accept our responsibility to share with others who are lost. Make your breath the blessing. there are people towards whom you feel anger ill will bring them into your mind look beyond the body look beyond the acts the acts that you are angry about the personality look beyond it and see that in that being is another being just like you who has heavy karma that's creating suffering and send your blessings not for the actions, but to that being, for it is not the being that you hate, it is the actions that that being got caught in because of karma. Now, collectively, just one breath for all beings who suffer everywhere. We, as a collectivity of several thousand beings, from this point, let our light shine.